0: You're listening to a Shockcast original Shock
1: A Rock Star's Guide Surviving the Malaysian Music
0: Industry Welcome back to episode number nine, the second last episode of the first season of the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry with me, Darren! And, uh, you know, I also play in a band called An Honest Mistake and we've been in the scene for a long time now and with all the knowledge and experiences that we've gained over the years, you know, and we just want to share all the tips and tricks and practices that we are still applying, this is episode number 9 where we talk about how Or when Can I go international How do I go about it Where do I tour Do I start touring Locally First Do I need to pay For my air tickets All of these things We are going to Uncover them In this episode And we Will find out From Nadeem From Sketch Entertainment He is here In one more Episode with us You know And this is definitely His expertise You know He's toured with (laughs) A lot of international bands He's also a concert promoter He's going to tell us A little bit more You know How you As an artist can go from Local to international So good to have you on the show Always Um,
1: always good to be here
0: When do you know you are ready to go International is when You've got episodes 1 to 8
1: Sorted. You've got
0: everything down. You know, you've got the basics, you know, getting your performance right, your profiles, your rider, your social media is sorted, your music distribution is sorted, everything, you know, is on point. That is when I feel that any artist is kind of ready to go international. 100%. Right? 100%. And um, so obviously, you know, you need to be tied as a band and you would have got. Everything else sorted, you would have played certain amount of festivals locally already. You would have built a certain network of friends, or at least a network of relationships built with event and festival organizers. I think that that is when somebody's ready. Look, what 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 do you think? When when is somebody ready to give from examples?
1: We were just talking about Scarlet Heroes in the past couple of episodes. That was a band that. I wanted to take fresh out of the box and take it all over the world. I got to learn, as we all do, the limitations and what's really necessary or what's required to have sorted before you go... Yeah. across international waters. Like, you know, Secumpulan Norangila and Trophy Knives we talked about on the other episode. Uh, but both those bands, they started going international around the same time year-wise, but they had both been in the scene for two very different durations. Yeah. SOG had been a band, you know, done stuff in Indonesia at the very furthest, but they had established themselves well and hard here in Malaysia over the past 10 plus years. Yeah. Then only focused on going international. Yeah. But then when we had another band, Trophy Knives, the the first thing that, you know, when, when I... When I sat down together with Vinesh and we tried seeing how we could get involved with the band in general, I I remember telling him, don't even bother going international if you don't have something to offer. If If you have a good set of music videos that are watchable music that's listenable wherever you go you can start building something mm. these journeys that you're having to invest in because you're able to take products there and create a foundation that you can later go and build on but then you can ask either one of those bands SOG that's shared the stage with bands like Slayer and As I Lay Dying uh, all around Region outside of Malaysia, but also take into account like trophy knives in two bands on two very different levels of their careers. Uh, none of them got a single cent to leave the country. And it's, it's one of those cases where unless you create a value for yourself, mm. it's very hard to go overseas and make it worthwhile for any organizer to have you around. Yeah. Because like just bringing artists here into Malaysia, if I wanted to bring a really cool Singaporean act. There's a lot of like permit fees and yeah, and even with a Singaporean act you yeah. know like just exactly. because they're Asian doesn't mean that they get a break yeah. from an, an artist visa. Mm. They still have to go through the same protocols mm-hmm. and the same uh, you know measures that Beyonce yep. uh, would have to go through, yep. and in reality, it would be cheaper for Beyonce because she's one person. But it's it's just expensive once it starts going international. Be ready to invest, and there's there's a lot of ways that you can get funding. You know, do your research, go find Darren, find out how he did it with that honest <laughs> mistake. There's very few bands that do it.
0: And I think a lot of lessons could be learned just by connecting with them. Yeah, Going international, we didn't start going out until like 2010. So that was like the second year in our career. So that was 2010 when we first went to Singapore and then subsequently we ended up in Indonesia and the Philippines and all that. But it was only through relationships that we had built by going to all these festivals. And a lot of which I had met in Singapore and that was how you know the network was built and later on I was able to to connect myself to all these other countries when you're talking about like tickets and funding and all that kind of stuff it didn't start off at five star hotels you (laughs) know yeah it it didn't and and, um, I don't think it still has (laughs) (laughs) every now Uh, and then every now and then yeah we had to fork out our own money you know we had to fork out our own money to go to Singapore all these different countries and then later on as we went more and more and more you know then we started getting invited where tickets and accommodation and transportation for where sure. all these things were taken care of you created value for yourselves yeah, exactly. in a way that
1: promoters and concert organizers overseas could monetize from that value yeah. and offer you guys a deal that was a lot more comfortable than the one in yeah prior. <laughs> yeah
0: so the thing is like it all sounds nice and good to a lot of people but in the beginning of touring it is a little bit difficult you know so now you're you're a band that's ready you've got everything down but to be able to go out you know you need to have the connections as well and you need to fork out your own money and you know probably stay in a backpacker's lounge you know that kind of thing <laughs> and then build the network while you are there and one of the things that we do all the time is uh, we'll book a main show you know like f- for example we're there for like a week you know and the festival date that we, we've been booked for is like on a Sunday we have six small days ahead, <laughs> you know, so what else can we do so what we usually do we would speak to local friends and local organizers and I randomly message venues and then got in touch with them and then we ended up playing the show so although we were there in Bangkok for a main festival where there were two dates they also allowed us to play other shows we did yeah. six shows in four days that's <laughs> ridiculous so two days two of which we did two gigs each and um you know but that was us trying to maximize you know the whole trip you know we, we Already. That's the there, hustle, bro. That's the
1: hustle, right? I, I call it pulling a vinesh.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: And, and you know, there's a reason that you guys are now getting invited back is because you guys made the effort. You guys, uh, you know, paid your dues yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways where a lot of people think that, you know, first time around, it's just... Uh, you know, glamour and glory. No, it's never. Uh, no, it's, it's budget, never airlines budget airlines and overweight fees yeah. and dorms and worried about losing your stuff yeah, and yeah. sketchy scenarios and situations yeah, in foreign true. countries. Yeah. But like I think we mentioned on, uh, on one of the other episodes is there's a lot of opportunities on the domestic market yeah. uh, where they don't really question too much of how much of a following you have. Yeah. As long as you're a band and you're solid. So it's about putting yourself in front of these opportunities in different countries as yeah. well. Yeah. So you, you go and you do the international show where you you know fork it out of your pocket hoping that there might be a festival yeah. that'll call you back. Yeah. In a way where, you know, they have a little bit of funding to blow mm. on yeah. you this time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you get on their radar because you're doing all these you're yeah. being proactive.
0: A lot of people, you know, have a perception of touring that it's always, you know, nice and easy and glamorous and it's fun. You get, like, to go out and party and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It it rarely is ever that. I feel that touring sometimes is the hardest. Playing music, recording music, that's all good. But touring is when you are representing your band in a foreign land. In the flesh. In the flesh, literally, (laughs) yeah. And you're, speaking of which, you know, um, there's a story. If you guys want to go on tour internationally, first, thing you need to sort out what you need to do locally you know is to sort out if you have like any fees that you're supposed to clear because the government they have your records you know and when they come down on you you know it's not going to be nice because that actually happened to me so this was 2016 our flight to korea was at 2 a.m now the night before because everybody was talking about the student loans you know having to return them and repay Uh... them so and So the night before, two nights exactly. So two (laughs) nights before that, what had happened was I had gone to the website and the website was down. So the next morning, when I woke up, I was like, okay, you know, let's just go and hopefully nothing happens. Now the worst would happen when you hope that nothing would, right? So (laughs) I got to the gate. There were eight of us. Seven of them went through. My passport just couldn't register. So I went to to the um, officer and then asked him, you know, uh, is there something wrong with the machine? He said, oh no did you pay for your student loan? I'm like, oh yes, of course I did. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I at that point of time, I don't think I had paid any amount at all. <laughs> yeah, Only because at that time, you know, we were going through a situation with, with the country where they said that they were uh, automatically going to Clear all our student loans and they will clear our debts. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of like one of the promises that uh, the country was gonna provide to, to the people, right? And um, I was like, okay, cool. I'll just keep waiting. <laughs> Got to the gate, all that, you know. So immediately, so this was at eleven thirty PM. p.m., which means at twelve midnight, any sort of online banking stops you for can't a while. Do it. For an hour, right? Exactly. Yeah. The officer give hands me like a couple of numbers, you know, he said, Okay, call these guys, these are the loan officers, you know, they'll tell you what amount you need to pay. So I called them, you know, I called the first number, no answer. I called the second number. After like super many amount of calls, this guy finally picks up and then he, he, he sounded like he had just woken up. You know, so I told him the situation, you know, I'm in the immigration now and he calculates and he goes like, oh, it's 21 grand. Ah, I'm like, man, that man. Is, If it's like two thousand bucks. Time to sell those guitars, yeah, boys. You know, so man, thankfully enough, I had some money, you know, and my girlfriend had some money and my parents were around at that time. Cause during that whole like for many years they've been out of the country that particular time in 2016 La- the they stars were, were aligned exactly bro. they were at home I called them you know got all the transactions done the last transaction was done at 11.59 oh jeez Too close for comfort. Exactly. At 12.01, the system in the computer turned green. Um, And I went through we went on the trip. You know, and uh, so yeah, so the first thing, you know, you need to make sure is to clear all your debt. Make sure you guys don't have any debt you don't owe anybody. Don't Uh, go to
1: university, just start a band.
0: (laughs) Make sure if you want to go on tour, you do ample research about the country, which means the electricity, you know, the power difference, and then uh, making sure you have enough money in your bank account and then um, you know your passport for sure you know your gear now what we've always done we've always travelled with soft cases so that our guitars you know we would bring them up on board Nice. we don't have to check in yeah. that means uh, we would save on the amount of weight that we, we needed to buy For sure. but of course you know like uh, bottles and, and all the necessary you know we would just put them in all our pedals cymbals drum pedals snare the guitars on board So that really saved a lot. Yeah, so these are some of the things, you know, that you kind of need to remember if you were to tour internationally and always have certain apps like for example city mapper it will help you a lot in korea download app, your language before you go to the country yeah exactly <laughs> you can do that um, having your sim card one is to buy a you know wireless thing dongle. you know dongle the second one would be when you land you buy a sim card or a cheaper way and i feel that it w- it's actually more effective is to buy that foreign sim card locally so if you're going to thailand or whatever you know you buy buy the sim card from here yeah you know so it's paired up with all these different networks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah so you can actually buy them here and then fly out so all these are you know some of the things that we've learned over the years you know and I hope that you've learned something from our conversation here today I just want to thank Nadeem so much for you know coming onto the show and just sharing his knowledge with us always a pleasure hope to be back Yeah, man. Season two. Season two. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. If you like this episode, make sure you share it. Tell your friends about this episode and all the other episodes. You know, tell them about this podcast and uh, share it with everybody. Check
1: out an honest mistake too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, yeah, this is uh, the end of episode nine. Yeah, the the Rockstars Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music (laughs) Industry. So thank you. See you in the next episode.